Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. First off, if you like this content that is coming your way, hit that subscribe button, hit that bell, get all my notifications for this video channel. It means a lot. It means a ton. Like, subscribe, share. Please subscribe. And also, folks, if you're listening if you're listening to this on the podcast platform, whether it is uh, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Breaker, the whole nine, like, comment, share, subscribe. means a ton. helps me grow the channel a lot. Uh, but today, folks, we're going to give a Horns Corner uh, section of the Nino's Corner, a game recap of Texas versus Kansas State. Uh, Texas wins that game. Uh, was it 34 to 27? A uh, great win by the Longhorns on the road, beating the number 13 team in the country. But before we go after that, folks, let's talk about our sponsors. First sponsor for the day, folks, is betus.com. Go to betus.com, get 125% sign up bonus using the code Nino's Corner at betus.com. Or if you're lazy like I am, I don't feel like typing in betus.com and type in the code go down there in the descriptions folks click on the link and it'll take you right there second sponsor folks is manscape folks go to manscape.com get 20 percent off from free worldwide shipping using the code nino's corner at manscape.com but folks you guys came here today to talk about the horns corner uh section of the nino's corner podcast game recap texas at kansas state texas pulls off a road win that was severely needed. And I've been talking about this for a while, how Texas has to get over that hump. They got to get bowl eligible and we got bowl eligible guys. And that was a big hump. I think for this team, this team is now six and three um, should probably have a better record, but Hey, if, if, if this would have, could have, should have, it is what it is. We are what our record is, which is six and three. Um, we're on the path folks to potentially go nine and three. And we hold all the cards right now uh, to actually compete for a big 12 championship. We got a game against Tennessee, uh, um, against TCU this weekend. Um, I'll be at the game, you know, game day's coming there as well. TCU's a, a top four team in the country. Texas, I think is ranked number 18 team rank in the country. Um, so there we go. Uh, uh, a big, big 12 matchup um, here in Austin, Texas is going to be a great game. Uh, but folks, let's get into um, just the Texas versus the Kansas State game. What do we like about this game? I love the way that Texas leaned on um, the running game. Uh, use your best players. And we all know Quinn is going to be that guy, right? And I'll talk about this later on here in the podcast, uh, just with the passing stats and how explosive this offense is. And yeah, we all know that Quinn is the guy understood understand but the best players on this offense right now is B. John robinson roshan johnson xavier worthy of course but your best guys man your your best position group is the running back room use use your two studs back there because they are going to be playing on sundays next year and if they're playing on sundays next year folks guess what we're not going to have them to use next year so we're going to lean on them and, and do great things Bijan had 30 carries um you know on saturday folks for i think 209 yards um Rojo had some really great runs as well. I think he averaged over six or seven yards to carry somewhere in the range, even though he did have that fumble. Um, but Rojo hardly ever fumbles the ball. And that was just a, just a mistake on his part. But guess what? He was hustling, trying his best, trying his hardest. 
can never, ever, ever uh, hate a player that 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 has a lot of effort. And that's what Rojo does. And that's the reason why we're going to see him play on Sundays for sure next year. Um, the passing game was very efficient. Jatavion Sanders, man, JT Sanders is that guy. Um, I think he has almost 450 yards here this season. Uh, he's going to probably be um, a first or second team um, Big 12 tight end this year, maybe even get some fringe All-American votes if this if this season continues to progress the way it is for him. Um, so, yeah, he is playing very well. But also, folks, the offensive line. And we saw in a couple of those runs and on those screens, we've seen a guy like Kelvin Banks Jr., who might just be the Big 12 left, the, the first team Big 12 left tackle when it, when all this is said and done at the end of the season. Um, just a great offensive lineman, folks. Texas hit it out the park by nailing him and getting him in this class. Um, having the left side of the line shorter by a true freshman um, is very um, hard to do, very intriguing. Um, but but something that is definitely necessary, you know, so having having Kelvin Banks Jr. be the guy seeing him swing out on a on a screen pass that I think Bijan, you know, like actually got and he's running stride for stride with him going down the field, pancaking somebody, showing you the effort that Cal Flood expects from this uh, this offensive line unit. Also seeing another play by Hayden Connor doing basically the same thing on a run play where he's swinging out. And I think he was running stride for stride. I think it was with Rojo on that play. I could be mistaken. Um, but Hayden Connor out there swinging as well, going there, pancaking somebody down the field, man. It shows you um, just the level of effort that this team is putting forward. It's showing you exactly the kind of offensive lineman that we have here on, on this team and on this campus and the kind of line that Cal Flood is building here. We're seeing guys that are physical with good feet, the right size. Um, so, yeah, great effort by this team. The wide receiver room, Xavier Worthy catching two touchdowns. Awesome game by X-Man, you know, you know as well. Um, him and Quinn got to get on the same page on just a few things, guys, because there were some passes that could have been out there to get caught, didn't get caught for whatever reason. Um, but, yeah, they got to figure that out. I believe they will figure it out. We'll see things change here soon. But uh, seeing seeing Quinn, seeing X do their thing, uh, seeing Quinn settle down. Quinn checked down a lot, which was great. Um, went deep, you know, but, but, but didn't depend on it to assure that this offense was going to run the way that they wanted it to run, right? Quinn was able to check down. Um, nice, nice screen plays as well. Across the middle a couple of times, I think, to uh, Whittington got one across the middle. Um, good to see some of the freshmen come in. Savion Red having two big catches. I think one was a nine-yard catch and one was for a first down. Um, so, yeah, so having those guys come in as well and do good things. I think he had two catches for 20 yards, folks, if I'm not mistaken. But Savion Red um, blocking well as well. One of the catches that he had, um, you're seeing the, the blocking from Jordan Whittington where he – he gets on a linebacker, blocks him, and then moves off that linebacker and I think goes to a to a to a defensive back. Um, so just showing just a level of effort that these wide receivers are given when the ball is not in their hands. Um, so that actually springboarded Save Young Red to get a first down. Um, just a hell of a game here from the offensive side of the ball, scoring 31 points here in the first half. Now, second half woes are 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 still biting us in the butt, right? We only scored three points in the second half of this game. Only scored three points in the second half of the last game against Oklahoma State. Six points in total, folks, um, when it comes to uh, second half points over the last two games on the road. Will things change once we get home um, in DKR this this next week, you know, against TCU? 
I am hoping so, folks. We've got to have better adjustments in the second half. And it's not that I don't think our team's adjusting. Um, I don't think they're, they are they are adjusting to what the defense is really throwing them from the opposite team, you know. Um, but some of those plays were there. The execution just wasn't there. We had a great play um, out of halftime, I think, on the second drive by Texas where Quinn throws the ball to X-Men on a third down play for eight yards, gets the first down, and X-Men fumbles the ball. TCU, well, not TCU, Kansas State gets the ball back and ends up, um, you know, actually scoring on that drive. Now, um, the offense has to get better in the second half. And if the offense gets better in the second half, the defense by nature is going to get better because they're not going to be on the field as much. And that's one thing that we have to understand is that we got to keep the defense fresh and off the field. But talking about the defense, folks, let's let's give a kudos to that um, to that front four, man. Uh, Coburn, Sweat, um, Agofu, uh, Baron Sorrell. Oh, Baron Sorrell, I'm sorry. Baron's his father. Um, great effort by great effort by that line. Great effort by that line. Sorrell had a sack. Coburn having the um the uh, game clinching um strip that was recovered by Jalen Ford. Uh, Sweat just hustling his butt off for the ball. Him and Sorrell, you know, on that play previous to the 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 strip sack by Coburn. Um, yeah, these these guys are hustling a lot more than we would have seen last year, right? And so we are seeing that the player development here at Texas over this past year has been great. We're looking at guys like Coburn and Sweat, who are looking at guys who are probably going to go to camps but not be drafted last year. These guys are projected to be draft picks this year. You're looking at a guy like Jalen Ford, and we're seeing the things that Jalen Ford is doing right now. Will we have imagined him doing that last year? I think we saw the flash in Jalen Ford. He didn't start last year. Um, it was Brockemeyer and, and Demo. Um, but seeing him start this year and seeing how much of a player he is, getting interceptions, uh, fumble recoveries, leading he's actually leading the team in tackles this year as well, all around the field, um, sideline to sideline, a hell of a middle linebacker. It's exactly what this team needs. He's been playing his butt off. Uh, shout out to man Deshaun Jameson. Man, Jameson, uh, you know, Baby Shark has been doing his thing this year. And I've been telling folks, man, um, he was one of those guys that, I didn't know what to expect from him this year, but I was hoping to have great things come from him this year for the simple fact that this is the first year that he's had the same position coach two years in a row, two years in a row. He's been here five years. The first time in his career here at Texas where he's had the same position coach twice, two years in a row, and it's benefited him a ton this year. We're seeing him grow up in front of us. In his last season here at Texas, we're seeing the absolute maturation process of Jamison, and he's a hell of a cover cornerback. Great speed. He's playing physical. He's doing the exact things that we love to see our cornerbacks here do at DBU, University of Texas. Yes, I say to DBU. Ryan Watts is that guy. Love to see Ryan Watts play. Amazing play. Very physical. You're not getting around him. He's going to jam you at the line. Your route is going to be altered when you're going against Ryan Watts. Safety's played great. Uh, Taff, get that man a scholarship. Give Taff a scholarship, man. Not only just for helping to get Arch Manning here on campus and getting him and 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 being his guy, we've all heard the stories. You know, he was integral in getting Arch Manning. But the play on the field, when you have to go down to a walk on who is one of your backup safeties, and then he also filled in for nickel this game as well. Um, you know, when Barron had to go out, some very versatile player. 
you're talking about a hard-nosed dude, man, that knows how to win. You know, coming from a school like Westlake where he's done nothing but win his whole career, you want those guys in the field, man. And Taff is playing his butt off. I love seeing him play, man. Kudos to him. Get that man a scholarship. Get that man a scholarship. And I'm probably forgetting some other people, man, but look, hell of a game by this team. Uh, great win, especially on the road. Texas is 6-3 and three now, bowl eligible. Going to go play TCU this weekend. College game day is coming to Austin. I will be there tailgate. Let me know where the tailgates are at, folks. I'm going. I think I'm going to meet up with Fancy Boots and Steven, you know, from FP. And uh, I don't think Homer's coming this weekend. Uh, but maybe get to meet up with Rocky as well. And, man, we're going to tailgate. We're going to drink and we're going to eat and we're going to watch this game and hopefully watch Texas beat TCU. But, folks, I'm going to get into the metrics right now. Let's go look at the um, at the metrics here. We're going to talk about just the actual game stats, folks, on you know things that I like to cover when I talk about Texas football. So when I'm looking at a few things, man, uh, give me a second. Let's let's actually pull this stuff up. Window. There we go. Let's share this, man. You guys see the screen there. You see what I'm talking about here. Let's look at the Texas. Uh, this is the week nine Texas versus Kansas State stats um, and things that, you know, like I like to look at Texas had a couple games this year where they were up to almost 100 plays of defense. Um, I think that was Oklahoma State and uh, it might have been Texas Tech as well. And of course, we lost both those games. You got to keep your defense fresh, got to keep them off the field. This is a very even game as far as plays. Texas 69 plays, you know, Kansas State 72 plays. Right. Very. um very even, uh, you know, from Kansas State as far as what they were doing. Uh, well, I wouldn't say even, kind of kind of flipped. They had, you know, their their run play rate, folks, was 47% compared to 53%. Ours was 57% basically from the run game, 44% or, or 43% from the passing side of the house. Um, but once you start to look at what plays were successful, and from the running side of the house, 51.28%, if you take a look here, folks, 51.28% of our running plays were successful in nature. 60% of our passing plays were successful in nature. So when I talk about, you know, plays that are successful, folks, um, those are plays that are geared to getting your first down. So on, on first down, I look at a first down successful play. Give me half of the yard that's needed on first down. So usually five yards, unless it's a penalty, Penalty if you're first and 15, give me seven and a half yards. That's a successful play. You, you're trying to get um, positive reinforcement to get a first down. Second down, 70% of the yardage needed on second down to get a first down. And third and fourth down, give me all the yardage. So successful plays here, folks. The total for the game was 55%, which is a really good rate, folks. The total for Kansas State was 44%. Our defense did their thing against Kansas State. Now, folks, looking at the, at the um, explosive plays. Texas had three explosive plays in the running game. Those are plays, folks, that are 15 yards or more in the running game. Now, in the passing game, they only had two. Those are plays that are 20 yards or more in the passing game. So and um, a running explosive play rate of almost 8%, 7.7%. And from the passing side of the house, 6.7%. Total, 7.25%. Kansas State had zero explosive plays in the run game. This shows that Texas is definitely geared up to stop the run make the quarterback pass the ball, which is going to be very big for us against TCU. If we can uh, make TCU a passing team, which is – they're still dangerous because they got Quentin Johnson and a couple other good, really good receivers there. But if I am Texas, I'm taking away the run and I'm making Max Duggan beat us with his arm. 
uh, because I tr- I trust my defense against the run better than I trust um, Max Duggan passing the ball, right? But in saying that, let's talk about Kansas State for a minute. Kansas State had six explosive plays in the passing game. Six. Six, folks. That's a lot. So that's almost 16% of their passing plays were explosive plays. Zero percent from the running. They had a total uh, XP rate, folks, of 8%. So in saying that, folks, Kansas State was getting the ball down the field. So at least 120 yards in the passing game came from explosive plays. Um, actually more than that, but I just wanted just to throw to that at least 120 in the passing game. Um, so just take that for what it's worth. When I look at the NCN race, folks, that's the Nino's corner number. That's how effective and efficient an offense is. 45 points is the average on offense as well as defense. Texas on the offensive side of the ball, 61-point NCN score. Uh, and Texas on the defense side of the ball was 52%. Now flip that to Kansas State, 47% on the offensive side of the ball there, folks. They were successful. Well, I'm sorry, that was their NCN number for the offensive side of the ball and 33% from a defensive side of the ball, okay? Uh, so really quick notes on that. And, folks, I'm really going through this. I haven't even taken a look at this yet, folks. Uh, you know, But one thing I do want to highlight is um, Texas is a very explosive team. What Sark wants to do, and I think we all understand it, Sark loves to go go deep, long, all the time, right? He 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 wants to um, try to get that explosive play. That that's part of his DNA. And I got some stats that I want to talk about that you know just a little bit later here in the show. But Sark likes to be as explosive as possible, and I think that that might not be the right thing. So when I look at things like explosive play yards. Um, Texas only had 39% of their of their explosive play yards. 39% of their yards were explosive play yards here for the offense for this game, right? And so they had a total of 467 yards. You know, so that's roughly what I have. And so only 30 only 39% of that were explosive play yards and I think that's where that metric needs to be. That's where that balance needs to be because that means that Texas is running the ball and having a very consistent offense and a very complimentary offense to that defense. Run the ball, have a little bit of time possession, score, and let the defense do their thing with the bend-not-break attitude, and I think Texas can do some great things. Now, if you take a look on the Kansas State side of the house, they're roughly the same, 38% for their XPR, their um, explosive play yards. However, like I said, I have a stat on that that I will be talking about here at the end of this podcast. Um, let's go take a look at the third down metrics. And so Texas had 15 third downs. They were successful on nine of them. So they had a 60% third down to, um, success rate. Now, third down and shorts, folks. Third down and short, I deem as third downs that are three yards or less. They had six of those, and Texas was successful on four of those. Five of those six uh, third down and shorts, they ran the ball. They were successful three of the times, and they were successful one of the times on pass plays. They were one out of one for 100% um, successful play rate uh, when it comes to third down and short. Now, third down long, this is, this is played Texas all season. Third down and long, folks, I look at third downs that are seven yards or more. Third down and long, four times they had it, they were successful one time. Um, so a, a, a 25% successful play rate okay um so if if we look at what we have here from the kansas state side of the house they had 12 third downs they were successful five times third and shorts meaning third down and three or less they were two 
uh, out of two. Uh, so 100% successful play rate, one in the run, one in the pass, both successful. Third down and long, folks, they had six of them. Six third down and longs, they were successful one time for a 17% uh, successful play rate for third down and long. So Texas did a better job of getting them off the field when they were third and longs. Um, which they we have not been that successful over the past couple of years, just not this season. But we're starting to see this team get some continuity and do some great things here on the third down and longs, on the third down and shorts as well, even though uh, Kansas State did do their thing on third and short this game. But Texas has been a lot better team on third downs this year than they have been in the past. Um, so that is a great thing here for the defense. Now, one thing I do want to look at here, folks, I love to look at the personal packages. Um, shout out, man, to um, Nash Talks Texas, man. Guys, go subscribe to Nash's channel. Uh, he just hit 3,000 subscribers. What Nash does is it gives a breakdown, a play-by-play, -play, a breakdown of all the plays here for the game. So you can watch the game, which is a three- or four-hour game, right? You can watch it in 35 minutes. So go to Nash Talks Texas, man. Go there uh, and just look at the play-by-play. -play. I love to watch it because I like to watch the game multiple times. So this gives me an opportunity to go look at the blocking for the offensive line, to go look at just the personnel packages, to go look at everything. So Texas had the ball. I have a total um, 69 plays this game, 39 in the run game, 30 in the passing game. Okay. Out of those 69 plays, Texas was successful, 38 of them. All right. And so the SP rate uh, is 55% total. Right here, you see down the bottom, and the SP rate, folks, in the passing game, 60%, like we said, and, and in the run game, 51%. Very successful and efficient game here by Texas. What formations did Texas run the most out of? And this has been a common theme here. Texas ran the most out of 11 formation and 12 formation, folks. 11 formation is one tailback, one tight end. 12 formation, one tailback, two tight ends. And out of that 12 formation, we have a thing called jumbo package. The jumbo package down here, folks, we have it down here, jumbo, is when they use Andre Carrick as their second tight end. And one of these days, Texas is going to slip Andre Carrick out to catch a pass. I'm telling you, it's going to be on a third. It's going to be on the goal line play, and they're going to slip him out, and Andre Carrick's going to catch the ball. I'm telling you, you heard it here first on Nino's Corner. I'm going to, like, pre-record this and tape it and play it out, you know, like, once it happens. <laughs> but it is what it is. But for the jumbo package, Texas used it seven times, five in the run, two in the pass, they were successful in that jumbo package uh, only 29% of the time, but 40% in the run game and none in the passing game. But if we go look at the two most successful um, uh, plays or personnel packages, let's look at the two most used. That's 11 and 12 personnel. And we take a look at 11 personnel here. Texas was successful out of 11 personnel 59% of the time, folks. Out of the passing game, 67% of the time they were successful. In the running game, they were successful 50% of the time. 11 personnel, I think, is their most successful for the season so far um, with a limited uh, you know, number, I think, of uh, 90 to 100 snaps in that formation. I think 11 is the most successful out of all of them, and I have the stats here. Well, you know, I'll talk about that later as well. In 12 formation, which you would think you'd be a little bit more successful in 12 formation, just for the simple fact um, that you have two tight ends, especially in the running game, Texas was not as successful. They were 43% successful play rate in 12 in, in the 12 personnel package, folks. You know, so many one tailback and two tight ends. Um, so you know, that's 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 pairing up either you know JT Sanders with Billingsley or JT Sanders with Helm or JT Sanders with Andre Carrick at the jumbo package. 
in the passing game and 12 personnel, they were only successful 38% of the time. And so I got to dig down a little deeper in that just to see exactly why they weren't as successful, um, but an overall of 41%. So not as successful as we would like to see. Uh, one thing I did like to see that I saw Texas run, they didn't run a lot of formations in, in this game. I saw empty twice. I saw 10 personnel, uh, which is one um, one tailback, no tight ends, only saw that five times in the game. They were successful 80% of the time in that formation package. And I saw 21 personnel one time in – I'm sorry, 20 personnel one time, 21 personnel three times. So two tailbacks and no tight ends for 20, two tailbacks, one tight end and 21. And they were successful 100% of the time in both of those packages. I would love to see Sark have a little bit more 20 personnel. It's a little bit more two tailback personnel, putting Rojo, putting Bijan on the field at the same time together, in the backfield together. I think it's going to be a lot of um, confusion for the defense, even putting Keelan Robinson back there as well, or Jonathan Brooks. Um, but yeah, that was the formation packages that were the most successful here at Texas. 11 personnel was per um, per rate and the amount that was used was, no kidding, the most successful formation when it came for Texas to actually run plays, you know, either in the run game or the passing game. Now flip that to Kansas State, all right? Kansas State, man, I think they turned on the Alabama film. I think they turned on the Texas Tech film and and said, we're going to go a lot of 11 personnel. They did a lot of empty. Um, they did some some 12, but a lot of a lot of 11 personnel, 31 plays and 11, 9 and 10 and 11 and empty. And that 11 and empty was at the end of the game. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. That um, yeah, so they had 11 plays and empty at the end of the game. Um, and they were fairly successful, but their most successful package, folks, I'm gonna say was 10 personnel. They only had nine plays and 10 personnel, but they were 56% successful in the passing game. And they only had those in 10 personnel, they only passed out, they only passed out of it. it they didn't run out of it. Now, 11 personnel was their most heavily used package. Texas was very good. Um, in that package overall, 35% SPR rate for Kansas State. Um, they only had a 25% SPR rate um, and a 42% successful play rate for the running game side of the house. But Texas was 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 able to neutralize um, the SP rate here for the passing and the running game overall here for Kansas State, um, getting them down to an SP rate of 44%. So Texas defense did had an amazing game did great things, um, and I was just happy to see just, just what they were able to accomplish. Now, I'm scrolling up, folks. When I take a look at exactly what the Texas defense was able to do, they had one fumble recovery, folks, one interception, one fumble recovery, two sacks, one fourth down stop, only three penalties, which is good, um, three tackles for loss on top of that one sack. I'm sorry, on top of those two sacks. They only allowed three touchdowns, folks, and um, they had an NCN score of 52 points. So that's exactly what you want. Um, if you counter that with the uh, Kansas State defense, Kansas State defense had no interceptions, no sacks. They did recover two fumbles, um, which was the pass from Worthy and uh, the run from Rojo. They had no fourth down stops. They had four penalties. They did also have four tackles for loss, but they allowed four touchdowns. Um, and they had an NCN score of 33.14 points because guess what? Texas was able to dominate them a lot and have a lot of success, um, even though it wasn't explosive, but they had a lot of success against that team during this game. So, folks, we're going to stop sharing this screen, and we're going to talk about 
Um, just a little bit about um, just the Texas players and their individual stats. So let me go ahead and share my screen again. But this time, we're going to look at the Nino's Corner Sports page. And if you go take a look at ninoscornersports.com, you'll be able to take a look at some of these players. So we'll go take a look at the at the running backs. Let's take a look at let's take a look at Rojo. So Rojo, folks, if you take a look, go to ninoscornersports.com and you'll see all these stats. And, and this is where I, I track all the metrics here for the players. So looking at Rojo, folks, um, against Kansas State, uh, a 48.19 NCN score. Um, you know, 45 points is the average, but that's accounting for that fumble he had. I mean, did, so this is kind of how efficient of a game he had. Even with that lost fumble, Rojo still had a 48.19 score. It probably would have been in the 60s because the guy had seven carries for 62 yards, averaged almost nine yards a carry, two first downs out of those seven carries, guys. Um, one touchdown. Um, so he, his, his first down per attempt was 29%. Uh, one is supposed to play that he fumbled on, so but that's still a 14% um, XP rate. Um, and five out of those seven runs were successful plays, folks. Five out of those seven runs were successful plays. You got to love it. Five out of seven, that's a 71% successful play rate. So Rojo is, in my opinion, one of the best backs here in the country, um, especially for the role that he plays. I, I would love to see what Rojo would have done on a team where he's the feature back. But I think him not getting all those carries is going to make him a very intriguing prospect in the draft because he doesn't have the wear and tear on him. You look at the attempts here. Rojo has, uh, let's say, 96 plus plus eight. Let's just say like 180 plus another 70 is 250 carries throughout his career, basically. Um, so not a lot of wear and tear in his body, man. And so he can be able to go into the league and do some great things. I think Rojo is going to be an amazing player here. Well, yeah, that's that's 250 from the last three seasons. I didn't even count his freshman year. Um, but, yeah, he's going to be able to do some great things, folks. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see exactly what Rojo's going to do. Let's take a look at the bell cow here. Though the bell cow, I think we all know, is B. John Robinson. B. John Musterson, big guy. Uh, let's take a look at the game against uh, Kansas State. B. John. Uh, he had an NCN score of 69.28 and an NCN receiving, folks, of 40.09. 30 attempts, folks, are 209 yards. Bijan has been a bell guy here, averaging almost seven yards a carry. Seven out of those 30 carries were for first down, so a 23% first down per attempt rate. And uh, one TD, and if you take a look at his explosive plays, Bijan had two explosive plays out of those 30 plays. So two plays of 15 yards more for a 7% explosive play rate per game. But we all know that's not Bijan's game. Bijan's going to get you that intermediate, that 5 to 9 yard, 5 to 10 yard range. And it's going to kill you at that because he's going to make you miss. It's going to make you miss. But out of those 30 plays, 15 were successful, folks. So Bijan had a 50% SP rate, which is really good as well, especially considering the amount of carries he had. Uh, but Bijan's that guy. Bijan is definitely that guy. I think we all understand that, just how good of a player Bijan Robinson is. All right, folks, let's go take a look at the quarterbacks here, and we'll take a look at Quinn. And just look at the game Quinn had, just, just how successful he was against Kansas State. Looking at Kansas State, I got Quinn 17 for 30, 197 yards, 11.59 uh, yards per completion, and around six and a half yards per attempt. Um, and he had uh, two touchdowns. So two touchdowns, so a 12% TD per completion rate. Um, no interceptions, which is good. Um, so love love to see what Quinn has done here. Um, he's had a, had a he, you know, Quinn's had a really good season so far this year, man. 
you gotta love to see what what Quinn has done here. Excited to see what he's done this season. Really loving what I'm seeing out of Quinn, especially being a guy who should have uh, been in high school last year. You know, you know, skipped that last year, went to Ohio State, and had some good coaching from Ryan Day prior to coming back to Texas. All right, folks, let's take a look at the tight ends. And I'm just going to focus on JT Sanders. He's the one who had the bulk of the catches in the targets this game. JT Sanders against Kansas State, man. Let's take a look. His NCN receiving was 55.15 for the game. Six targets, four receptions, um, 54 yards. I got nine yards per target. Five out of his um, – that's, that's not right. That is crazy. I got to take a look at that one more time because that number's not right. I got five first-down receptions. He only had four catches. That's on me. I got to check it out, folks. But anyway, uh, man, I just caught myself on something. Yeah, but anyways, no explosive plays and five out of those five. It should be five catches, so something happened there. It should be five catches, um, six targets, five catches, and all five of those catches were for first downs and explosive plays. I got to get that changed, so a way to catch that, Nino. But look at um, JT's numbers here for you know for the season, uh, 61.85 NCM receiving rate, which is amazing. 45 targets, 35 receptions for 400 yards, folks. And, you know, look, we're, we're seeing what JT Sanders is doing. JT Sanders is going to be an all-Big 12 performer. We're just first team or second team. But we all see the five-star talent in him and just the great things that he is doing here at the University of Texas. Last text I want to talk about, folks, is the wide receivers. Um, Jordan Whittington didn't have a big game, so I, um, I won't look at his stats too much. I think Jordan only had two catches. The guy I want to you know, focus on, of course, is Xavier Worthy. And X-Man had, let me take a look at X-Man versus Kansas State, um, 58.55 NCN receiving. I got four receptions, eight targets, 42 yards, four first downs, two uh, touchdowns. Four successful plays, it should be, uh, and one explosive play, or so a play of 20 yards or more. Um, we didn't have, like, the most explosive offense this year. Well, not this year, but this game. But it was efficient, very efficient, especially to see a guy like X-Men do his thing, not really go off, but still go off, if that makes sense, folks. Um, you know, so love to see his play. Love to see what we have here from X-Man. Um, so I'm going to stop sharing the screen on this one. And let's just talk a little bit more about the one stat that I wanted to bring up to you guys. And I won't bring it up on camera because it's not all nice and pretty with the borders and stuff. But one thing I want to talk about with Sarkeesian is, um, and look, I want to go look at different different stats. And once I looked at um, the the explosive play yards, you know, Texas is 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 predicated on being a very explosive team. Um, and Sark likes to go explosive quick and often. It's part of his DNA. Um, but if Texas can somehow limit the explosiveness, I know this is hard to hear, folks. If we can somehow limit the explosiveness of this offense, it's going to propel us to have more wins. And I'm looking at the stats here. When Texas has explosive play yard percentage, when a certain percentage of their total yards is explosive play yards. It's like 50% of their, of their total yardage is explosive play yards, meaning runs that are 15 yards or more or passes that are 20 yards or more, more than likely is passes that are 20 yards or more. Texas loses the game all except one game. So let's let's march down the list. The, the four games where Texas had explosive play 
yardage percentages um, that were more than 50%. It was against Alabama. They had a 51.75% explosive play yards percentage as, as the percent of the total yards of the game. UTSA, 52.29%. Texas Tech, 55.56%. And OSU, 57.82%. And those four games where Texas had over 50% of their yards, um, over 50% of their total offensive yards came from explosive plays, three out of those four they lost. And the only reason that they didn't get beat by UTSA was because they out-talented UTSA. Remember, UTSA had us down 10 points, if I'm not mistaken, folks, at home. They took the crowd out of the game, right? So there's an opportunity for them to win that game. We didn't really win convincingly against that game, but it is what it is. Now, if you go take a look at the explosive play yard percentage of total yardage, if if it is less than 50%, that's against ULM, 38.9%, okay? Uh, West Virginia, 48.95%. OU, 39.83% of your total yardage came from explosive plays. Iowa State, 36.71% of your total yardage came from explosive plays. And Kansas State, 38.97% of your total offensive yardage came from explosive play yards. We won every one of those games. What's that mean? It means to be successful with Sark's offense, to be successful with Sark's um players and his and 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 the makeup of his roster we need to run the ball in those in those six wins folks in those six wins that we've had our rushing percentages were 45 uh, 5% 60% 48% 61% 59% 56% 57% I'm sorry in the three losses, our running percentage was 45%, 48%, and 38%. So when we ran the ball less than 40% of the time, we lost. When we ran when when we ran the ball at a high rate, 48, 49% or more in the 50s, we won. It's not that hard. Feed the rock to your best players. Your best players on this team your most dependable and efficient players in this team and your best overall room on this team is the running back room. When we play complimentary ball, use our running backs in Bijan and Roshan and Keelan Robinson and run the ball down their throat to the tune of sometimes we're going to, sometimes Bijan is going to have to run 25, 30 times a game. It's going to have to happen for us to be successful. Sometimes Rojo's going to have to pick up that and get it 15 carries a game, and we just kill him, right? Once we did things like that, we win the game. So maybe we limit back on some of those explosive plays and limit back on the explosive play yardage that we're getting and go more ball control and utilizing the talent that's on this roster. We'll win more games. That's just my little, that's just my little tidbit. Use Bijan, use Roshan in these last three games. Let them carry this, and we're going to win all three. If we do this, we have the opportunity to win all three games if the Texas staff allows their two best and two most efficient offensive players in Bijan and Roshan Johnson carry this team over the next three games. And on that note, folks, I'm out, man. 
Nino's Corner, do you. Don't be afraid to fail. I'll grow your environment. Understand your brilliance. Nino's Corner, I'm out. Salute to you guys. Hook them all day long. I'll see you against TCU. I will see you at College Game Day in Austin this weekend. Hook them.